So today's uh, gospel, um, the Lord Jesus uses inflammatory speech. You know, there's some people who are really good at this. Um, They just sort of have a knack for saying things that make people mad. You know, the first name that comes to mind would be the president. Um, And I'm not saying, uh, I, I don't say that you know, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, but he has the ability, or it's just sort of his character. It's just isn't his name. Some people are like this. They just kind of throw stuff out there and it, it kind of riles people up. I'm not making any evaluation of what he says, but just the dynamic of how he says it, okay? Jesus, and I'm not trying to say Jesus is like Donald Trump, you know, uh, but he does kind of the same thing. He intentionally here, gets people angry. He intentionally does it. He uses inflammatory speech toward the chief priests and the elders, okay? Now, he uses this example of, uh, you know, let's say you got two sons, and and you say to one, go out and work, and he says no, or, or he says, yeah, he says no, but he has a change of heart because, you know, his conscience gets to him. He recognizes that saying no to his father is not what he should do. And so he repents, you know, of that initial no, and then he he goes out and does what was asked. Whereas the other one, you know, tries to be the good son initially, having no real intention of doing it, says, yeah, I'll go, and then never does it, you know. And so the, the, you know, the question that Jesus then puts to the chief priest is, well, who did God's will? Or who did the Father's will, which of course is God's will? Who did the Father's will? Well, of course the first. So even though... Initially, he said, no, I won't do it. Initially, he took a stance of disobedience. He had this change of heart, you know, this metanoia, this conversion. And then he later went and did it. I think we all sort of have had, we know what this dynamic is like, whether it's in your own children or even in yourself. We've all probably done both. So he kind of traps the chief priests and the elders. Now, who were they? Now, who are the chief priests and elders? Well, well, the elders should be fairly obvious, and the chief priests, I guess, are somewhat obvious. So perhaps you would say, like, you know, bishops and old people, you know? And uh, so they're, they're people who should be respected, you know, because of either their position or because, you know, older people, seniors, ought to be respected. That's true. Um, but also because they had sort of attained a a status within the Jewish faith that people would look up to them as sort of, okay, the chief priests are really good Jews. They, they, they do everything the right way. And the elders, you know, because of all their experience and practicing the faith and just everything that they've been through. So they would be held up by the people as examples, you know, of, of being faithful, of being good Jews. And so there's that, but then there's also the dynamic of they really liked that. They really liked that position. They enjoyed having, you know, that, that kind of esteem. And they saw themselves as being really, really good, as, as knowing sort of everything, you know, because that can be a trap. When people are in authority, they can sometimes get very used to that authority and, and they have a hard time perhaps being corrected or actually, you know, undergoing further conversion. So, 
So then Jesus drops this bombshell on him. And he thinks of the two worst groups of people probably he could think of at that time that would insult the chief priests and elders. And he says, tax collectors and prostitutes are getting into the kingdom of God before you. Now, this would be pretty insulting. You know, these people are better than you is what he's saying. These people are better than you. They're closer to God than you. Now, we, we know the, the latter group and, and what the issue was there, but the former group, tax collectors, why were, if, if you don't know, why would they be so hated? Well, you know, of course, you're under occupation from Rome. You have to have tax collectors. So the people expected to, to pay some kind of tax, but here's the deal. The tax collectors, for them to make a living, they had to collect more than they were required to collect. That's how they got their cut. And most of them were pretty shady in, in doing this. You know, they would shake people down for more money than they needed. All right? And so you can imagine very quickly how this group of people would be hated. They were very much hated, you know, because they're so appreciated now, tax collectors. <laughs> um, but, but you can see, right? So they, you know, you owe me $10 this week, but instead it's $15. And, you know, it starts to sound like the mafia after a while. And that's pretty much what it was. So they were hated. And the other ones were despised because of, you know, their profession and what they did and how they, how they made a living. And so for Jesus to come and compare these people in such high esteem with seemingly, you know, the worst kinds of people is inflammatory. He's intentionally trying to shake them up. You know, I, I don't know what would be similar here. I was trying to think of it. Would it be to say that Democrats are getting into heaven before you? Is that? I, but I, I imagine there's there's got to be some secret Democrats here. So, you know, I, I, I Rush Limbaugh's getting into heaven before you, I guess, or or something. You know, uh, I was trying to think of this last night. I was trying to think of a way to make people angry. I used to be really good at this, and uh, but basically, what you want to do is you want to think of. You want to think of the group of people that you just can't stand. All right, whatever it is, whoever it is. And the truth is, the truth is, and this is what Jesus said to the elders and what he's saying to us through the scriptures, they might be closer to God than you are. All right, because, you know, as we know, we're not going to be saved through any ideology, you know, like being Republican or Democrat or socialist or, or you know, communist, certainly not communist. We're not going to be saved through any of these ideologies. None of them make us closer to God. None of them make us closer to God. You know, it's not about the group, you know, these other groups that we belong to. The people who are the closest to, to God are the ones who knew they were sinners. And when they heard John preach, they repented. And so Jesus says to the chief priests, he said, look, these people, the ones you think the worst of, they got the message. John said, repent and prepare for the Savior. They did. They repented and they prepared for the reception of the Lord. And they received the Lord. Those people got it. You knuckleheads, chief priests and elders who are supposed to get it because you're so close to God didn't get it. You completely missed it. So the closest people to God 
are not those who are always the, the most virtuous, you know, or the, the best, if you will, in the world, or the ones we think are, are sort of uh, not imputable of anything negative. The, those who are closest to God are those who are sinners and know it. They know they need a Savior. Right? We can't be saved if we don't think we need to be saved. There can't be a place for the Messiah if we don't need saving from our sins and resurrection. And so this is the message for us today, to look deeply inside. You know, not just sort of the veneer of we're all sinners. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Everybody's a sinner. That's true. Everybody's a sinner, but that's sort of abstract. You know, it's sort of like the, the macro, you know, bringing it down to the micro, me right now. What do I need to do, you know, to, to overcome some of my own current, right now, sinfulness and imperfections? What do I have to look at? What are the faults that I have, the lack of virtue that I have, etc., that I need Jesus to come into my heart this day, to heal my soul this day? What is it that I have to let go of and allow the Savior to enter in?